It's a good show. Hey guys, welcome to Mormon and the Method. I've got some tour dates for you real quick. This week on January 10th, we will be at the Irvine Improv in Irvine, California. Please come to that show. I alone will be at the Lyle Hotel on January 18th in Lyle, Washington. I will be at the Beach Club in Lincoln City the next night on January 19th. We are both coming back to Glendale, Arizona at Off the Cuff on January 26th. In February, we've got uh, Houston, Texas. In March, we have Minneapolis. We have other things coming on the calendar every day, so make sure to check out mormoninthemethhead.com for our tour dates. Today's episode is going to be another one of our favorite Patreon episodes for you to preview. This is an interview with Keith Carey from the Mean Boys podcast. This is a, one of our first Patreon episodes, and it's a favorite of ours. For you Patreon listeners, sometime around Wednesday, you'll be getting another bonus episode to make up for this one. And Aaron and I are back in town together on Thursday to record some more podcasts for you. He can't drink coffee. She drinks her own piss. It's Mormon in the Method. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> if you put a Mormon and a meth head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron would all just so read our friends, listen to them talking to Mike. So I did Keith's podcast. Yeah, you were on one, one of the most notorious episodes yeah, of my which podcast. Was, uh, which was almost a Jess's bump. track record for every 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 podcast she goes on. It's like this is the craziest episode we've ever had. Oh, it was yeah, fucking insane. Like to the point where like just me and you were just doing dueling banjos oh, of meth stories. I had never met anyone whose stories. Uh, I was like, I don't know if I can talk. Yours that were one. crazier for sure. Uh, I have not stopped thinking about the story of your mom. At uh, at the Buca de Beppo, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even remember the name. Please Buca tell, please tell Aaron uh, yeah, the story. Yeah, so basically, me and my uh, me me and my little brothers and my mom all go to a Universal City Walk. And my mom is uh, is a meth head, heroin addict, drunk. She's kind of rotated through a lot of different addictions. Uh, but we get there, and she's like, "Well, I'm going to go to the movies. You guys go hang out at Universal Studios." We go to the movie theater to meet her. She's not there. Instead, she is being physically removed from the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Just this big Samoan guy holding her. All her limbs are going different directions. She is swearing in a way not unlike Yosemite Sam. She's, she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like saying racial slurs and also think I heard a tarnation. Like it's, it's a lot of that. And he just sort of plops her down and she's like, well, you're not here anymore. She's shithouse drunk. So she's like, we're going to Buka de Babo. This is after you guys already saw a movie. Oh no, no there was no, no movie. No. Well, no, the movie was a cover. Basically, my mom was like, "I'm going." My mom was like, "I'm going to see the Forty Year Old Virgin," but your little brothers can't see it because they're uh -huh. babies. And but she really just went and got drunk at the she Hard Rock Cafe. She left them at the park so she. Could you were, oh, I thought you were at a movie theater. This <laughs> no, 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 no. She. We went to Universal Studios. She was supposedly going to the movie theater there, but really she just went to get hammered. Uh. <laughs> so then we go to Buca de Beppo. Uh, and the waitress there is like clearly just got off the bus from Nebraska to be an actress. Like her name's I think her name was like Stacy or something. She, she's blonde. <laughs> Cute, yeah, sweet. just like, hi, hey, everybody. Good. Like one of those fucking people. <laughs> 
And like my mom is clear. Her eyes are pointing different directions. She's <laughs> fucking donezo. Uh, and my mom starts drinking just a bottle of wine. And at this point, my mom starts just weeping openly. And we're like, well, this seems like a problem. And right as the waitress comes back, my mom takes a rip off a bottle of wine and just loudly goes, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and, you, and, yeah, and you just see Stacy go, oh, maybe Hollywood ain't for me. Like, <laughs> and then we had, I want to go back to Valentine. Yeah. Dude, it was such a bummer. And then the best part is we had to try and get her into a car to fucking, like, somebody had to pick us up because she couldn't drive. <laughs> so our stepdad, we get, call her stepdad. He comes to pick us up. He's like, I'm at the bottom of the hill. It's like this giant, I don't know if you've been to Universal Studios. No. It's this giant, like, vertical hill. It's like three quarters of a mile. And we have to carry this staggering drunk woman who is, of course, wearing heels. Just <laughs> How old are you guys? Uh, I was 16. My brothers were, like, 11 and nine somewhere in that range <laughs> not not old enough no. like not that there's a great age for this but definitely i was running the operation for sure. yeah. they were more there for moral but, I mean, support just, also just physical strength of 11 and nine year old boys yeah i not, mean you don't have enough manpower to get her down that yeah hill. i mean she's little like she yeah. weighs like 80 pounds she's like a, a tweaked out bird so like <laughs> fucking, she's got hollow bones which you could really hear when she tripped going down the hill <laughs> rolled several blocks and then went face first into a power transformer <laughs> and just had less of a tooth than she did before that happened. At which point we get the call, hey, I was wrong. I was at the top of the hill. So we have to take uh, her back up the fucking -uh. hill. Yeah. No, this is stepdad. -uh. A, quick, uh, a quick summary yes. of stepdad experiences. Uh, this is this is Nazi stepdad. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, oh, jeez. My mom has been married five times. Uh, a Nazi, a more casual racist... <laughs> A uh, professional skateboarder who got her hooked on Tweak. Uh, the current guy who is a motorcycle uh, veterans affair guy with PTSD who will just pull a gun on her in her sleep sometimes. And uh, my dad, who is just fine. Is dad, is dad racist? No, my dad is just like a fat reptile to work in Seattle. Like, he's just like, he's like, I have a lot of lizards and I'm really into Van Halen. Like, all right, dude. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my god! So that yeah, that was that was the moment me and uh, Jessa bonded. I think oh, was telling shit. that story. Fuck! Uh, uh, my son has a stepdad now. Okay. So, uh, he, uh, the, his his first. <laughs> we don't, uh, I don't oh, know. his first yeah, stepdad. His first, his first stepdad. <laughs> like they're family dogs. Like you're expected to go through a few of them. Uh huh. Uh yeah. How's that? Do you feel? Do you feel better about him now? I feel. I feel a lot better. I don't <laughs> I know. Better. List his qualities. Though. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, you no, I'm trying to turn over a new oh, leaf. I'm trying to. Old leaf is trying, funny. Like, it's going to be on the Patreon. It's okay. Funny. Oh, you look super uncomfortable. So now I really want to know. <laughs> uh, all right. So st my son's stepdad. They were. I'm only now starting to get to know him. I didn't want to know him in the beginning. Okay. It was rough for me, and so I, I had only collected like a small number of facts that I knew for sure <laughs> about him. So like other people would tell, like you know, like defectors that were crossing lines. <laughs> you know, people you that, have informants. Yeah, people that had been on her side and was like were still her friend, and then met this dude and was like. Uh, <laughs> And so, like th these, the things that I knew about him were uh, that uh, he he did not own a car. That was that was like step number one. I was like, okay. oh, good, good, yeah. This is then in he, Utah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then I found out uh, he used to have dreadlocks. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's so much. I, and here's the thing. You said Utah, so I'm assuming white. Yeah. You'd be, okay. You'd be correct in that assumption. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. That's real rough, man. No one no one brings that up with like, hey, you know that you know that black guy that your wife was dating? <laughs> he used to have dreadlock. He used to be one of those guys. I mean, I don't know. Look, again, it's Utah. I feel like black was gonna be one of the the things you brought up, so <laughs> If anything, I'm relieved it was a white guy with dreadlocks, which is the first time that sentence has ever been said. I got on a Spirit Airlines flight. I, 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 we want to get back to this. I got on a Spirit Airlines flight a few weeks ago going to Vegas, and I knew I was in trouble because there were three different white guys with dreadlocks on the oh, plane. Where like, were you going? Las Vegas. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, man. Spirit I, Airlines. Yeah, I wasn't sure one of them wasn't going to be the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we know dreads. We know uh, yeah, uh, no so car. Dreadlocks. Uh, my son told me. Uh, that we were like at the park, and you know, do you know what slacklining is? Yeah, oh no, when people are oh like, no, <laughs> you oh no, <laughs> you're doing tightrope walking, but six six inches off of the ground. Yeah, it, I don't understand. It's the, like you took you the took will you took tightrope, and you were like, well, let's keep how gay it is, but remove any of the danger. <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, we see some people slacklining at Liberty Park, and my son's like, ah, uh, my stepdad does that, and I was like, of course he does. <laughs> You didn't have to tell me that. I guess I heard dreadlocks. I, I, I put it together. Uh, what's a uh, email this address? Someone <laughs> this email address is positive, <laughs> chill vibes. <laughs> positive chill vibes at hacky sack dot queer. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I feel so. Uh, uh, I feel like a couple months ago I would have been totally enjoying this, and now I feel I already feel guilty. Is that yeah. progress? I think somebody is a fucking goober and still like <laughs> respect their right to exist. You know, <laughs> none of these things you said to make this a bad person. Yeah. They do make him a hilariously stupid person. <laughs> Thank you, Keith. The last one of the things that one of her friends told me was that um, she said he's the guy who makes the joke. You thought of three minutes ago, but didn't say out loud because it wasn't funny enough. Oh, uh, and, and it like, takes him that long yeah. to get there. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. Like, that honestly was like the best morsel. Like that, that, that was the most I lived off of that. I think for days, I just uh, like that's what kept me uh, away from the edge. Yeah, it's like oh, he's knowing not funny. that he wasn't. Yeah, that he was an unfunny hack. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a weird yeah. thing in comedy, right? It's like when when you break up with somebody, it's like I don't really mind that you're fucking other people, but you better not laugh at anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Just me. <laughs> yeah, like I remember when me and my uh, me and my girlfriend broke up. She fucked a tremendous amount of comedians, <laughs> and I was like oh. not upset about it at all. Really, I was like it was more hilarious. I was like, yeah. oh, you fucked a pretty good lineup. Like I was just looking at it, yeah. like, you fucked a decent a show, solid show. But the first time she texted was me, it like, diverse though. Oh, it was it was <laughs> upsettingly diverse to the point where I was like, hey man, <laughs> was I the outlier? Like. <laughs> Would you prefer her to fuck funnier comics than you? Or because like if you're gonna if you're gonna leave me for well, that, someone well, else, was, you better be hotter than me. Yeah, that was the thing. The first time she texted me like, "Oh, so and so is so funny," I was just like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'd way rather the cheat or not cheat on me, but fuck other funnier people. Yeah, that sounds yeah. way less. Uh, I want I want them. I want my ex to only fuck unfunny people for the rest of her life. Like, I don't, <laughs> that sounds I, like a really specific gypsy curse. Yeah. <laughs> Sprinkle a little. I like that's a 
if I if I knew a gypsy, that's the curse I would ask for. Like the unfunny. <laughs> it sounds the unfunny like you do. Yeah. I guarantee you, the slack line guy knows a gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just a white girl with dreadlocks. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh shit! So, kid, uh, what happens after? Okay, so stepdad was not, was not current stepdad. Uh, no, they have been they have been divorced for a little bit, but he sort of we basically we went through the phone book of who will come pick up my mom. He was the guy who picked up. Uh, and then he decided we were all going to Vegas because <laughs> he was going to remarry my mom. Did you, do you ladies live? Live in L.A. Yeah, yeah, of course. does Universal Studios. Yeah, okay. we we're living in uh, Long Beach at that point. But yeah, he's like, we're going to Vegas. I'm going to remarry your mom. And everybody get in the car. <laughs> so we all get in the car. And it's is like it, the is, middle of the night. Is your mom uh, conscious? Ish. But, well, basically, it it becomes you know like in a video, like when you play a racing game at the arcade and you have to like hit the little checkpoints to like get yeah. more time or you run out. She's just been- it was well, no, it was like that. But he had to keep stopping at like liquor stores at good intervals to put more booze in her so she wouldn't wake up and realize why are we going to Vegas? Oh my god! Yeah, it was it was like these fucking alcohol checkpoints. <laughs> And he's been, yeah, he's got like 800 bucks and a plan. Like, he's like, we're going to Vegas. I'm going to marry your mom. And then we're going to start the family again. I'm like, this doesn't seem like a great leg to start it on. But <laughs> I admire your enthusiasm. And we're in a weird position where none of us are like old enough or strong enough to stop this from happening. This dude is like been to prison. He's jacked as shit. Like, I'm not fighting this dude. Oh, yeah. God. So we get to like state lines in Vegas. And basically he sits my mom in front of a slot machine and is just like, here, just do this for a minute. <laughs> And we kind of, as kids, we all sort of like team up and we're like, look, man, you dragged us on this marry our mom mission. As payment for this, we're going to need you to take us on the roller coaster. <laughs> There's a roller coaster. We're like, you're going to ruin our lives, but we want to go on the roller coaster. We can't go without you. You have the money and we don't. So he's like, all right, we'll go do that. We are gone for, I think, like nine minutes. We come back. My mom has spent all $800 on the slot machine. We are out of money. <laughs> and he starts freaking out, and we realize, oh, no, he doesn't have enough money for a wedding license to marry our mom. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. So we just drive around Vegas screaming and swearing for a few hours, and then we end up going back, and they didn't get married again. But they got they were together for a little bit after that? They were together for a little bit after that, yeah. Well, I, think, I mean, how at, do you? I think after that, he broke his neck in a motorcycle accident, and then after that, they broke up. So is your mom so <laughs> 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 okay yeah and he didn't like he didn't cool guy break his neck he had like the fucking headgear on for a while with, like, was he the, paralyzed uh no he, he could move but they had to like screw the fucking metal thing into his skull so he didn't he, he should have died like yeah. it was both if i had a say in it and also <laughs> just in general like he barely lived it was crazy but, was yeah. he the worst stepdad yeah. yeah 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 oh yeah he he was real bad i yeah. mean yeah he like he like raped my mom and like oh. beat the shit out of us and like yeah, these are the less fun ones that we don't yeah. talk yeah. about on Mean Boys. Yeah, but yeah, like shit like that. And then I found out later what like he's killed people and like real bad dude. Yeah, it gets you a spot at the top of the list. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean the other ones were just kind of dicks. Like <laughs> you know, was he around the longest? I think cumulatively, yeah. The rest of them weren't for a terribly long time. It was like three to five years each one. But he was around off and on for like. Over a decade. Wow. Yeah, and he's still kind of around. Like, my mom talks to him every once in a while, and, like, one of my brothers is his kid, so, like, they still see each other. But And he's, like, he's gotten sober and supposedly cleaned up his shit, and it's, like, I get it, and, like, you know, everybody gets a second chance. I don't feel like I need to forgive that dude, really. Yeah. Did your brother fuck with him at all? Uh, It's a weird thing where he's kind of, like, I... 
he keeps him at an arm's length, but he's yeah. like, I'm trying to like kind of be his kid because I think it's good for him to keep him sober and keep him from like, you know, relapsing and shit. But yeah, yeah, that's tough mm-hmm. when you're uh, you feel responsible for keeping your parents shit together. Totally. Yeah. Well, my little brother got the worst of it because it was like basically after the two older ones kind of aged out of having to deal with my mom's bullshit. He was still just around for another five years. Yeah. And kind of alone. So he's just like, all right, I guess I'm homeless now. Like uh, shit oh. like that. Yeah. He's a good kid, though. Yeah. So you're very well adjusted for. I mean, your I guess. Yeah, I mean, we had we like compared notes on our childhood, and they were pretty similar. But yeah. like, I went far off. The yeah, and I yeah, I just I don't know. I I never really felt compelled to go down that road because it always just seemed kind of boring to me. Yeah, and I was kind of like, I know how this ends. Like it's yeah. never ended well for yeah. anybody I know who did it. I mean, I fucked around for a couple of years. I was like doing pills and shit, but I don't know. Yeah, are yeah. you attracted to women that are like that? Oh, mercy, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent. Everyone I have ever found sexually attractive is a nightmare. <laughs> Do you have good girlfriend stories? Well, uh, I mean, not that good. I mean, it's a lot of like I had a girl throw a, a Harry Potter book at my throat once because she thought I cheated on me. <laughs> That's a thick book, Hold man. On. That's a thick well, book. Wait, so we so we had broken up, and but we were we were renting a studio apartment, and we broke up. And then realized we couldn't break the lease and leave. Neither of us had anywhere to go. So we were like, look, we will just live in the studio apartment for another two months. I don't fuck with you. You don't fuck with me. Like, we both have jobs. Let's just be cool. And I came home one night. I went out and I got a beer with a friend. And she and I tried to sleep on the couch. And she goes, you have to sleep on the floor. That couch isn't for people who fuck whores. <laughs> I was like, well, I broke up with you. So I'm no longer fucking a whore. So... You know, you cheated on me a lot with a guy with hepatitis, but hey, what do I know? <laughs> Seems like the pot calling the kettle hepatitis riddled, but you know. But so I go to lay on the floor and then she starts, at, like she just decided I had been at some sort of like cheating orgy, which again, we were broken up and also I wasn't yeah. fucking anybody. I was just desperately trying not to be in that room yeah. where yeah. she lived. And uh, she didn't like my explanation of that, so she just picked up the nearest thing, which was the seventh Harry Potter book. The oh, the one. biggest one! The one that is bigger than my neck, <laughs> which is, I think, the only reason it didn't just take out my voice. Because she threw it and just, clang! <laughs> and I had to, like, go outside. I didn't know what, like, I didn't want to call 911, <laughs> but I, I didn't want to, so I called my mom, and I was like, Mom, my girlfriend beat me up! <laughs> and my mom just goes, I don't know, hit her back! <laughs> oh, nice. I, oh, I was man. like, I don't think I'm going to do that. So I slept oh outside on the porch. <laughs> Holy shit. I've had some... Uh, uh, I was very violent in relationships. What? You? Uh, my mom beat my stepdad all the time, so I just thought that's what you did with yeah. anger. And my first husband was like 6'3", and uh, just giant hands. And okay. I, I hit him several times, and one time I punched him. Uh, he cheated on me all the time, and I didn't take it well. Right. And uh, I, I t- think I talked about kidnapping the, the, the tumor. Uh, <laughs> you girl. did? Um, so the last time that I hit him, I pun- like I think I slapped him across the back of the head while he was sitting in the couch, and just in one move, he flipped uh, over, had a foot on the couch, grabbed me by my throat, and put me up on the wall. Jesus Christ. Which there's an identical story about my dad, who's also huge, and my uh. mom, who's way smaller than me. Like, the, the last time that she hit him, she hit him while he was asleep. Oh, and he shit. just, like, rolled over and put her up. And so, yeah, this 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 husband just got me up and put me up on the wall. It's like, you're not doing that again. And I was like, all right. So then the next guy... <laughs> Fair enough. The next guy was, like, 5'6", uh, so I could take him. <laughs> and uh, I could take him at least half the time. And I remember one time we were fighting, and he had like ba- this is on math. He had barricaded right. the wall and was bl- was blowing glass. 
He's <laughs> making meth pipes. Uh-huh. All the others. He had barricaded the door and was. Oh, wait, he was actually making meth pipes. <laughs> he was pi- making meth pipes. Was what? you ever seen like, <laughs> the green propane tanks that are like yeah. big? It's like the size of a football. Uh-huh. So he's actively blowing a pipe. And I, fi- I just finally kicked the door down and he chucks. <laughs> I don't even know if he turned it off, but he chucks this propane tank and just boom on my forehead. And my forehead swelled out. Uh, and then also my safe... What were you so mad about that you were kicking down a barricade I don't know. He was ignoring it. me to blow pipes. I don't fucking know. Uh, I'll beat your ass! <laughs> I love that story starts with, well, I wasn't getting enough attention, so I turned into the Hulk. <laughs> My safe word for rape uh, was ice cream. And I remember one time, Your safe word for rape? <laughs> like during rape, if I ever needed to say a safe word, it was ice cream. I, I, I'm sorry. Wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. Do you mean? Do you mean like rape? Like, like fake rape? Like yeah. No, I don't think. I, bet, I don't think all these people who got raped are like, oh rats! I didn't have a safe word. It's the internationally recognized safe word for rape. Everyone. Yeah. Legally, they have to stop. If you say, <laughs> I thought it was like Dora the Explorer, just rape or no raping. Like, <laughs> Man. I just forget that the whole world my, my doesn't know I have a rape fetish. Rape. Oh, uh, there it is. Okay, there yeah. We go. See, that's that's, that's all you need. Yeah, all right. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> you didn't like that segue. All right. And might I add, rape. Yuck. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So you know, I never use it. I never use the safe word. But I remember one time, uh, it might have been actually this fight. Uh, so he hits me with a propane tank, and I'm kind of out for a second, and I get back up, and I go for it. And then I just remember him holding me down and having to put both of his knees on my chest and had a hold of my throat. and was like, ice cream, bitch, ice cream. <laughs> uh, yes, that was like Did that calm me down? I don't think so. But I, afterwards, I thought it was hilarious. Just made you want to get raped. You were like, yeah. oh. <laughs> now I'm angry and horny. <laughs> <laughs> Rape me or I'll kill you! Do it now! <laughs> you forced someone to rape you at that point! Just holding You're doing it wrong! Lip. I'm supposed to cry! <laughs> holding a lit propane tank to the dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Rape me! <laughs> oh my I god. Just, I'm trying to make glass art. <laughs> Honey, please. You're interfering uh, with my sculptures. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, all right, you had, did you have different safe words for different, like. Was, I only ever used that safe word one time. And that, that was, was your safe word for everything. Someone held me up in a window uh, while raping me, and I was like, I don't want to be in this window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because then somebody could see you and stop it, and that ruins the whole thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Buzzkill. Oh so in, in so many There's years. There's just of so many, yes, yeah, so many awful things done to you, and you never, you were like, push it further. Yes, yeah. I, yeah. I want this to get darker and weirder. You did use a safe word, but there's just one time where you didn't like the setting very much. Yeah, I just was like, I didn't like. Uh, yeah, put up a curtain, you animal. <laughs> yeah, just in an open window. It was in the middle of the night in a comedy condo in, uh, <laughs> like, fucking Idaho somewhere. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that headliner who I was sharing a condo with was like, well, okay. Okay. Uh, and then I was like, not the window. I'm not into windows. <laughs> I'm not into windows. Just rape. Uh, just... Uh, yeah, Man. I can only fuck via rape for uh, my 20s. Like, uh, Damn. Yeah, I could only. I have since found out that it was uh, like trauma 
from like getting abused as a kid right uh, makes my body feel crazy when people touch it mm-hmm. and so the rape just makes it to where my body is experiencing <clears throat> the same thing as i'm experiencing it just lines up your your brain shit and your body shit yeah to where it all kind of that makes sense i i just started dating a girl who like went through a lot of like abuse shit younger and for the longest time she was like yeah i can only do like insane hardcore like borderline yeah. rapey shit and then like we try to do that, and she's like, "Oh no, I like actually like trust you, so like it feels weird to do that." Like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it was a weird, uh, weird. We didn't go over a safe word beforehand, so shit got real uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah it's awkward when somebody realizes they don't want to get hit between the first one and the second <laughs> one, and doesn't tell you fast enough. And you're like, "Oops, I just hit a lady." <laughs> um. Yeah, a lot of that stuff has uh, has changed uh, probably in the last year, mm-hmm. but. Um, I also, I, there was something about getting dudes to rape who weren't already into that that was hot. Something about like corrupting like an innocent man. Yeah, like I just remember. That like, explains this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, start working on your upper arm strength. But, uh. Yeah, but, uh, yeah the, I remember smoking a cigarette and just watching the guy like who just came so hard from uh rape just watching him question everything he thought he knew about himself yeah. and i was like that that was the climax for me i remember just smoking cigarettes and being like yeah i just fucked your whole life <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had girls want me to do like the rape shit before and it's, every time i've done it i'm just like i can get through this don't really do it for me i just feel bad I feel yeah. like a, i'm just like i don't know it's more fun if i think you want to fuck me because i assume most people don't want to fuck me it's so, like it's cool when somebody does. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. If I really liked rape, I could have been raping. Like, <laughs> if we're living, if we're, we get to pick any fantasy we want. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like one in which I was sexually appealing to someone. Yeah, yeah, that's call me crazy. <laughs> My safe word is you're very handsome. I don't know. Uh, is that the weirdest fetish you've ever come across? The ra- no, and you know, you know what you're doing, you asshole. Yeah, I know you're tired of telling it. But. All, right, all right, that so the girl with the Harry Potter book. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> she's the worst ex I've ever had by far. And part of me feels bad about like blowing up her spot like this, but also <laughs> fuck her. Uh, okay, so I thought this was a one night stand. I didn't realize she lived with this. Person. Oh no 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 no. So I've been dating her for a year when this happened. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're talking about the. Okay, well yeah, I'll tell the yeah. story. I'm assuming it's got to be yeah. this one. So. We've been dating for like a year. Everything's like, you know, whatever. And then she comes up and she's like, hey, I have like a weird like kink or whatever. And I'm, you know, I'm down to try shit. I'm like, sure, let's whatever it is. And she's like, it's like a weird kind of porn I like. And I'm like, yeah, that's no problem. I watch weird porn all the time. So like she wants me to fuck her while we watch this weird porn. But she turns on the video and then she's like bent over. So like I'm fucking her from behind and we're both watching this thing. (laughs) And the video comes on and it's just a lady who doesn't not look like Jessica, to be honest. (laughs) In just hiked down fucking track pants, bent over, (laughs) pussy in the air. In, like, just this empty concrete factory that appears to go on forever. Like, they've made nothing good here. This is where they make, like, Flint, Michigan water. Like, it's fucking brutal. And for the longest time, she's just kind of vaguely swaying and nothing is happening. And I'm like, what? What's going to happen to her? And then the German Shepherd walks in. Oh, no, 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 no. And some uh, some, uh, Eastern European commands get shouted out. And then the German Shepherd proceeds to just throttle fuck this lady. Just as bad as you think it is, it's a little worse. It's not good. 
And the lady <laughs> seems like the lady seems vaguely aware. Like she's definitely sedated. Like they wrapped I don't know. They wrapped a Valium in a piece of cheese and fed it to her. And the dog is having a great time. I don't feel bad for the dog at all. The dog's just like, is it my birthday? Rough. Like and I'm super not into this, but I'm just like, oh, no, because I was not told it was a dog beforehand. And I'm in her. Like, I am I am complicit at this point. We have daisy-chained this fucking dog. And I'm like, I'm just, like, I, like the, the guy piloting the spaceship that is my body is like, divert all the blood to the dick. Like, they're just, I'm trying so hard to stay hard. And then she wants me, she's like, basically what she wants me to do is she wants me to fuck her as fast as the dog is fucking <laughs> no, the lady no. so she can pretend the dog is fucking her. You stopped. You stopped. You pulled out. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be a great story. Here's what, here's what happened instead. I tried really, really hard and I couldn't fuck as good as this dog. <laughs> Look, man, I was Ugh. I was 21. I, I I didn't think I'd ever find anybody else. To, I, I like just realized I probably wasn't in love with this woman anymore. So oh. it was just a sexual debauchery nightmare where I'm just like, let's fuck any way we haven't yet to see if I can care about you. Uh, and and we I only did it like several more times. Like, never again. <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually I got it to compromise, and I was like, look, I'll do this, but you got to at least mute the video. Like, cause I can watch it, but I can't. I can't hear. Oop. Like, I can't. I can't. Sounds like Tim Allen is surprised by her pussy. <laughs> oh, fuck. That story has become such a uh, a long running thing on my podcast that we actually had merch made of it. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? <laughs> it's a sticker that says "Ask me about Keith and the dog." <laughs> Holy shit! Oh man! Yeah. So that's oh, uh, that's the weirdest thing. What's the weirdest thing you ever did sexually? Did you like leave the lights on or something? <laughs> So this is fascinating. Uh, I, he didn't. He the second person he ever fucked was at thirty. Yowzers! We well, were like married, right? Yeah, I'd been married, and I'd only ever slept with her. How long were you guys married for? Uh, seven years. Okay, well that's uh, not crazy. So twenty three to seventy, or did you, Jessa? Oh shit! Oh no! Party fell. Here, I'll get a towel. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh. Oh boy. How many podcasts have we paused in the middle because I spilled a drink? Uh, here, I'll grab Are you asking me or Keith? <laughs> Didn't you fuck up their podcast too? Yes. Yeah, you sure did. Alright, Justin, why don't you go make some tea in the other room? If you put a woman and a man this is what they sound like. Uh, for the listening audience, uh, Jessa just spilled a full thing of coffee and then her teeth came unglued. I was trying to go discreetly get glue while Aaron talked because my teeth had come unglued. Gotcha, and gotcha. then my headphone cord caught the coffee uh, cup, which the listeners are used to that kind of shit. Because always <laughs> every third podcast is just me spilling something in. And because you're uh, not on meth anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is me with my shit together. <laughs> All right. As so. together as it can be. Yeah. Uh, and my teeth uh, are so Go ahead. What were we talking about? Sex. We were talking Sex about Aaron. Yes, we were talking Sex about... Stuff. Yeah, so you were married I, for like yes, seven years. married, had very vanilla, awful, terrible sex. Right. I, I didn't know that it was bad sex. I just thought sex 
I thought it's not like I didn't like it, but I definitely didn't get how why everyone else loved it. So you know, I, yeah. I, I was just like, well, you know, sex is fine. Sex is fine. And then uh, you find out uh, that you weren't even really having sex. Like you were like we were having the lamest, worst uh, kind of sex. And now that I have real sex, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> oh this shit is bananas. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my. It's yeah. like somebody tried to get you into Star Wars, but they just showed you the prequels. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I, this is what you guys love? Okay, cool. And then you're just like, yo, the Empire Strikes Back, pussy. <laughs> oh, it gets better, man. It gets better. Uh, so the, the first woman I slept with after the divorce huh. happened uh, was, uh, was the first time I'd ever had sex doggy style. Oh, shit. And you got three decades in before you bent a chick over? Yeah, man, that's unbelievable. Yeah, and it was she. This girl, this this tiny little girl, was like doing me from behind, and I was like, "Ha ha, yeah, <laughs> we've arrived." That was an yeah. option. <laughs> <laughs> we could have been doing this the whole time. Did you ever like? Did you ever try and like sort of push any of that stuff with the wife or like? I, try, I wanted to. I wanted to uh, hit it from behind, and <laughs> she acted as if it was physically impossible to do. Like, I would be like, hey, I, there's this thing I want to try. And neither of us were good at talking yeah. about what we wanted sexually. You're, we didn't, you know. We, right. It was shameful and, and weird stuff. And so we were, so I, I wasn't super explicit or open, like a very or direct, that's right. what I should say. But I mean, we they were like the kind the times when I finally got up the courage to be like, so uh, I want to try this. And she's like, oh, okay. And like, I turn her around and, and I'm like, uh, okay. And she's like, it doesn't go in like that. And I'm like, well, uh, I, I, there's, <laughs> it does there's a lot of planning. photographic evidence out there that suggests that yes, it does. <laughs> He's but I can't that. say that. I don't want to tell her. Like, I know that that's sensitive. Like, she'll feel if I bring up porn in this situation, she's get, it's going to get awful. So I just go, oh, yeah, this is a weird idea that I thought of, I guess. Yes, <laughs> we, guess, uh, we know now definitively that it definitely won't work. Are you sure you don't want to try like a little? <laughs> like, why don't I just try? Just like, no, ew, no, it doesn't feel good. You know, like, I feel like I, yeah. uh, I, tr I probably uh, got in. You know, I probably <laughs> got in from behind, but it was just like a second. She's like, no, I don't like that. But they, like, literally every position with her, they were, like, I I was confused. This is the first one I'd ever slept with. Right. And I, I, was I believed that your vaginas were way more complicated than I think they actually are just because I would we would just basically like either like missionary position or she was on top of me or whatever but those are the, our only two sex positions and she would constantly be like oh no it's not in there right oh no 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 that's not that's not it and I'm like how many doors are behind like that curtain like is that yeah I felt like I was going down like 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 <laughs> you know like that once you inside the vagina there are three separate caverns <laughs> and like and my dick was always going off to the one on you the, the one with the Bengal tiger yeah <laughs> yeah and she's just like uh yeah yeah and I was like is that is that why people say just the tip is it because because there's a tiger in one of the pussies in one of your sub cunts <laughs> I know <laughs> It's like an old bootlegger cavern. Like, it's full of booby traps and yeah. shit. It's like the Goonies are trying to escape. Uh, but now I think that maybe she just might uh, not like sex, and I just might, might 
our parts might not have been uh, well matched right. size wise. Yeah, uh, big dicks aren't good for everyone. Yeah. It's uh, how nice. how wide your hips are. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks, Boom. Keith. Hell yeah. Uh, where your uh... isn't it fun as another dude with a weirdly big dick that no one expects? Isn't it weird being, like walking around the world like I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I just I didn't know for the longest time. I had well, no, yeah, yeah, no frame yeah. of reference. Yeah, and now and now it's it is it has affected my life. Like I'm I'm happier just all around. <laughs> like like finally you have a big dick did so much more for me than a therapist did. Yeah. Or... Here's like wow, oh, I'm I'm winning. Yeah. I'm up to it all right. Yeah. When did you find out your dick was big? Um probably like the third girl I fucked because I was like, okay, three in a row have said it is upsettingly large. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. Well, they were just like, it. The first time somebody's like, it's the biggest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But then by three, I'm like, I think we might be onto something. But here. how old were you when you by your um twenty? Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So I. I don't know if it's because I didn't start hearing those kind of comments until later. Right. I just I dismissed all of them. I had to fuck a lot of women before I started to believe any of them. Yeah. I just seemed like I was just like this must be a nice thing that you tell the boys that fuck you. You're just yeah. like and I, and I kept being like thank you for being concerned about my ego. But, uh, <laughs> I yeah, it's, it's, thank you. I'm glad that you liked it. You don't have to pretend like it's the biggest you've ever seen though. It's yeah. Just, it kind of feels insulting to my intelligence a little bit. Yeah. And, and they're then, like no shut up. I don't even like you that much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Your dick's just awesome. And I did that for for a while, just being like, well, yeah, okay, all yeah, right, all right. Uh, sure, sure, sweetheart, okay. yeah, yeah, and you have pretty eyes. We're all playing the <laughs> game here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is a game of lies. Oh god, but uh, yeah, I still, I still am like. I'm not su- super confident about it. I feel, I feel much more confident in my, uh, like I, d- I don't want to. I just I feel like there still has to be uh, dudes out there. I just I watch porn, Keith. I watch porn, and I think <laughs> that I'm nowhere near that thing. That thing is is huge. So how? Why are people when you look? Well, because you're because most people, porn stars dick. Uh, are you on the same level? It depends on the porn star, but I, I mean I mean the small end of porn. Like okay. yeah, I mean. But the thing too is like most women are also not fucking porn dudes. Like, so that their right. reference point is smaller, too. Yeah. That's like saying, like, oh, are, I'm, like, ripped, but I'm not, you know, Batman. It's like, yeah, most people aren't Batman. <laughs> so are, but... male, are male porn standards just as unrealistic as female yes. porn standards? Okay. Yes, they're insane. All right. But also, I just assumed in this look... sexist society that <laughs> Doesn't it look bigger on the on the film than it actually is? Well, yeah, because they're filming it. They're doing camera. Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise is five foot two, and we all buy <laughs> exactly. him as an action star. You can make a dick look bigger. Really? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, now you guys just went and roasted uh, porn stars. We did, yeah. We went out to uh, me, Connor, and uh, our buddy Tom went out to Vegas, and we uh, did this thing for Wood Rocket where we just sat with April O'Neil and just made fun of her porn in front of her. <laughs> it was uh, pretty great. And it's on Pornhub now. It's on Pornhub. Yeah, it's uh, if you search uh, Wood Rocket porn roast, we're up there. The thumbnail is inexplicably me and Connor, and not a lady getting fucked. I don't know why <laughs> that was their lead image. At least it was split screen, but. There's plenty of sex in it, but it's mostly us just making fun of her weird pussy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Does April have a weird pussy? She's, I mean, it's a, it's a solid pussy. It's real top-notch, <laughs> but just a lot of bush. Like, 
And there's something about the way they're filming these videos where it just looks dirty. Like it just looks it looks like pig pen from the peanuts where it's just kind of <laughs> like her pubes are just circulating around or like she hasn't bathed in a while. Wood Rocket are the ones that do like TV show parodies. Yeah, right? they do all kinds of parodies and shit like that. Like we did a uh, Ten Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles was one of the ones we watched. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's all stuff like that. They're pretty good though. And the guy who, uh, who uh, runs that company is super funny. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's super down to funny. So the first time I ever saw you uh, was on YouTube, uh, uh, not Pornhub, but you were roasting people. <laughs> right. As the, you had this. Do you guys still do this YouTube channel or what? Uh, the Burn Booth. Uh, we haven't done one in a while. We're kind of on a hiatus with it just because we've been busy with the podcast and other stuff. We might come back to it at some point. It might be a TV show at some point. We're, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, we're kind of working on that. Hell yeah. yeah. Burn Booth. If anyone, if you guys like Roast, their YouTube channel, Burn Booth, is fantastic. They set up a booth in public places and people stop by and get roasted by them. Yeah, and it's, you know, people are super cool. Uh, we've only made one person cry. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, really? Connor made a lady cry once. I forget what he said exactly, but. I'm surprised it's was only it, one. It was something very gentle, but it was just, it was this very confident and, bless her heart, kind of fat lady who, like, yeah. came up and Connor, you know, know did what connor does and then i guess she walked around the corner because i remember when she left she was like i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> and oh. then she left and we're like oh we're sorry and then one of our pas comes around the corner and is like yeah that girl was just crying over by oh the starbucks we're like should we go apologize and then we're like nah <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, I think my favorite burn booth was at the college uh, on 420. Oh, that one was the, fun. Yeah. yeah. And there was like uh, the the girl that was like on a sabbatical as a freshman and she had her nips like poking out of her shirt and you got, <laughs> like, you got your dad's uh, something and your mom's saggy tits and, <laughs> and then... And then Cotter said, uh, we've seen your nipples more than your parents have seen you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that college one was so fun because it was at this 420, like, celebration out in Santa Cruz. And, like, everybody goes out to this park and just smokes. And they do, like, a big, like, New Year's Eve countdown to 420. And Connor started the countdown at 417. <laughs> 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 and everybody was just too stoned to know he was wrong. <laughs> so you see Connor just five, four for, like, 500 people. And nobody realizes they're fucking retarded. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. That was a good time. How long have you been doing Mean Boys? Uh, I've been doing Mean Boys for like two and a half years, something like that. How's it? Uh, what? What? Uh, How did it start? Uh, basically, we all we thought every other podcast sucked. Yeah. <laughs> we thought podcasts were lame. <laughs> it was mostly me, Connor, and our buddy Joe. We just wanted to like hang out, and uh, we wanted to do like a written thing. Yeah, because like we, we like every podcast was like a. You know, interview as interview. Nothing wrong with that, but we yeah. didn't want to do it. We're not very good at that. Yep. So we were like, ah, what if we just write sketches and do like a weird morning radio show, but full of wildly offensive shit we can never get on TV. Right. Uh, and then people inexplicably like it. Uh, it's uh, Yeah, we're on Starburns now. It's been pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing. We, your yeah. fans are awesome. The, our the, fans are uh, lunatics. Our uh, The person that uh, does our Facebook group is was a Mean Boys fan. Really? Is really? a Mean Boys fan. Yeah. that's where, who, uh, uh, who is it? Sarah, <laughs> Sarah Kayser? Yeah. Okay, I don't. Even, I don't know if I know her. Uh, she's, I mean, she didn't get a tattoo or anything. It's not like. <laughs> hey, we've only got several people who have mean boys tattoos. That's fucking nuts, man. I think we're at two right now. We want to do a thing in October where we just set up like a flash booth where anybody who wants a mean boys tattoo can get one for free. Oh, <laughs> we'll see how many people we can get together. We well, have such a great catchphrase. Yeah, it's uh, totally tattooable. Yeah, it's uh, fuck everything. God is dead. So mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. 
He was for me. He was alive like two years ago. Like he's a, he's a very recent passing god. Oh yeah, I forgot you're a, you're a god guy. Uh, but I'm uh, that is. I don't know. I wouldn't get it tattooed. Uh, that would be a great Mormon's first tattoo, though. That would be. <laughs> so, you know, fuck it. My, my ex got, like, you know, like she, she went and got uh, uh, a circle, a circle tattooed. Because what? it's a, it's eternal, you know, and it just, it just reminds me to just, uh, just keep growing, keep changing, never stop, don't look back, you know. It's just a, just a beautiful circle, and I was like, hack, yeah, <laughs> lame. Smell like it looks like a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I got fuck everything. God is dead. I'm, I'm the most metal Mormon in the world. <laughs> So Mormons don't get tattoos, obviously. Oh no, body's a temple. Body's a temple, right. and uh, it's a place for God to to live, I guess. And so we wouldn't, you wouldn't put graffiti on the outside of a temple, would you? Why I mean, you I, I mean, I've finger banged somebody in a church before, so you're asking <laughs> the wrong person. But I see your point. Uh, <laughs> anyway. During a service? Uh, yes. Oh, shit. I mean, we went to the bathroom. We're not animals. <laughs> oh, it was weird, though, because we were in, like, the kids' bathroom, and, like, the stall walls are real <laughs> short. So we had to kind of, like, hunker down and, like... Like, I don't know. Like, it was, like, wartime, and I was, like, typing out, like, a secret telegram. Pausing and listening. Oh, damn. What was the... Was it just regular church Sunday? Yeah, it was, like just, for yeah, it was church Sunday. Okay. We were bored. Did yeah. you meet? Did you go to church? I did. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, when I was a kid, we were uh, we were Presbyterians. Uh, I think I told you this. I've been through uh, two exorcisms. Really? Yeah, they tried Talk, to pray did the you devil. Tell me that. I I thought I had, but maybe I didn't. No. I yeah, they. Uh, well, yeah, one day because so we went to church for a few years, and I wasn't like a bad kid by any means, but I was definitely like a weird kid. Like I was into like you know. Horror movies and weird shit. And my mom was into all these things, too. But yeah. I was also uh, kind of gay. I was bisexual, and I was very secret about that. But I think what happened is my mom found my internet history, and rather than have a conversation about it, was like, well, better send him to an exorcist. So, <laughs> what? A pr- like a Presbyterian exorcist? Yeah. So it's I forget what they called it, but it, they basically explained it to me. They're like, it's not an exorcism, but it is an exorcism. Uh-huh. They're like, we're going to like all put hands on you and pray. You're gonna like go into a, a daze, and then we're we think there's a demon inside of you, and we're gonna pray till it leaves. We're gonna uh-huh. make it, so like you might speak in tongues, you might black out. We don't know what's gonna happen, but just roll with it. And I am 15, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like tight, bro. So, and it's not even like in the movies. Did they tell you it was a gay demon? Did you know that? That's... Well, no, they they really they really fucking hem and hot around. They were all, ironically enough, they were all too big of faggots to just call me a faggot. So like. <laughs> But yeah, one of them was like, well, we, you know, we've been praying to the Holy Spirit and he told us to ask you something about the Internet. Like maybe oh you were God. doing something on the Internet that might. I mean, I don't, you tell me what you did if you because we don't know. We don't. We, we, I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Did they make you confess first? Did you, did you oh, no, no, no. Oh, are you kidding me? I locked that shit down. Dude, I grew up in Orange County. I took a cyanide <laughs> capsule before I fucking confessed to some queer shit. <laughs> No, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about at all, sir. I only use that for homework and Disney branded websites. <laughs> I'm a good Christian boy, just uh, you know, listening to Jesus, Scott. But <laughs> is this uh, uh, you're just sexually bisexual, or you date? Uh, uh, mostly sexually. I, I would. I I may have a girlfriend now. I'm not opposed to the idea of dating a dude. It just never really came up because uh, by the time I was like open and out, I was just kind of like on fuck mode. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, I don't know. I have. Lots of weird things with the gay dating stuff, but yeah, but they, uh, but yeah, they, they basically were like, uh, they started like 
praying at me, but they were really putting me into like a like a hypnosis, hypnosis thing. Hypnosis, yeah. And I blacked out. And when I woke up, they you were blacked like, out? yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember any of this, but they said I was like talking in some language they never heard, and that I told the pastor to go oh. fuck himself. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was the the devil, and I'm like, neat. So am I cool? And they're like, yeah, you're fine. I'm like, all right. Tight. Wow. Bye. <laughs> and then, uh, like six months later, um, I guess they sent me back because I had gotten even gayer. <laughs> <laughs> but in that, in, like in that intervening period, I'd gone from believing in God to like not anymore. So it didn't work the second time. So I was just like, can I go home? <laughs> here's, a, here's the problem with exorcisms. It's like antibiotics. You gotta, you gotta finish, finish it. Otherwise. That that <laughs> demon just comes back gayer. Yeah, it just I'll show away. you. And now you have an exorcism resistant uh, gay demon. <laughs> yeah, congrats, guys. <laughs> you have spiritual MRSA. Oh, dude, I love that. <laughs> God damn it, that rules. So I did five years in uh, Christianity. It was like uh, super. Uh, it, we called it non denominational. I did five years in Christianity, yeah, like it's super max. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like it. Uh, we spoke in tongues. You know who Benny Hinn is? That the guy. He he packs out stadiums. Touches. Oh, that fucking guy. Yeah, he's got a white. Yeah. He's got a white coat. And yeah, he waves it. I know this asshole. So we we like toured with him. Oh no, uh, we were on like the circuit with him because uh, the my pastor was a televangelist and he he did fa- he broke family curses and so he would like open. <gasps> For this Benny Hinn guy, he and brought so, an opener. Yeah, dude, it, was, it was just like comedy, and they would pack out these stadiums. And I worked at the time. I worked in the department where we came up with like uh, products to sell people on the TV and stuff. Like that was my job was like manipulating people into buying these products, which Jesus. I was great at. And um, you know, it's it's this wow. it's this thing where we are all. Uh, I don't know if consciously everyone knows. It's like everyone's self-deceptive, right? So we're all just like, no, we're doing this for the best. I mean, we're raking in thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, but like we're doing it for the greater good. Right. Um, I met someone when I was on meth that said he went to hypnosis school Mm -hmm. with Benny Hinn. And then... (laughs) That's that's the best sentence I've ever heard. (laughs) He's like, that guy's just a hypnotist. There's nothing... That that dude is a professional hypnotist. And if you go look at what he does and then look at like stage hypnotists, yeah. it's very similar. So then I went to school to be a hypnotist years later <laughs> on a different kick. <laughs> I was like binge eating as like the only like real addiction. I was a meth addict, but like I never <laughs> was doing meth against my will. I just liked meth. And then when I didn't like meth, I quit. Food was the only thing that I'd right. ever like done like while crying through tears of shame and like can't stop. And um, I would self-destructively binge eat. And so I went to a hypnotist and fixed it like that. Okay. And the process uh, with which that exorcism, like that is hypnotism. Yeah. Um, and so then I was like, well, this is amazing. And I was in this phase of my life where I just, everything I thought was cool, I went to school for it, thinking I could make a career out of it. And right. I went to school for hypnotism and absolutely, and learned like how the brain works and how you can access uh, like your programming through hypnotism. And uh, that that's absolutely what yeah, like these faith up. healers are doing. So if there is like a psychosomatic aspect to your disease, yeah. Uh, you will be healed through the power of 
hypnotism. Right, but it's not going to actually uh, fix the fucking tumor. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not going to fix the tumor if you're having <laughs> issues that your mind can uh, right, overcome. Exactly. He can uh, do that. But so now I really, because I totally didn't believe the tweaker when he said that he went to hypnotism school. With yeah, him. yeah, which fair enough. That sounds yeah. like the tweakiest <laughs> lie I've ever heard. Uh, but I do think that that's what it is. And I do think it's interesting that they tried to get into your uh, unconscious mind and yeah. uh, just uh, removed your belief in God instead. Yeah, they really they really backfired <laughs> on it. Like I say in there to fix the carburetor. Instead, you uh, just blew it up. <laughs> You guys ever hear the horror stories about these like gay conversion camps oh, that yeah. kids get sent to? Is I, it Mormonism doesn't do that? No, they yeah, they they are oh. Mormon well, they there are Mormons that do it. There uh I'd say it's probably ah, who gives a shit. It's not if, Mormon if, exclusive. If it's though. happening yeah. at all, it's a bad This is the thing Mike Pence backed. Yeah. But, yeah. but like it's, I've I've talked to Mormons Recently, there was a, uh, a video that was being shared around about a, uh, I can't remember this woman's name. Uh, she has a book, uh, but she talks about her experience. Uh, her Mormon parents sent. I just, I think, I think the parents are. Uh, I, I could never send my kid away, uh, but it, it never seems like the parents have any idea of what they're actually sending their fucking kid to, yeah. which is insane to me. That you're just like, yeah, just trust you, stranger, because that's like also a Mormon person, right? And they're just like. Then, you know, I trust you. You get the gay out of my kid. Yeah. And then you just sent your kid oh. to go live in some, like, on some ranch with some insane, hateful person who gets so much joy out of torturing children and just makes them do all kinds of awful things. There's like, so, like, the, the woman who wrote this book, like, ran away. And, and like, cause, you know, no one's, no one's coming to save you. You're not allowed to have any contact, blah, blah, blah. And I just, we're, parents are so afraid of things happening to their kids and yet you'll just if they're like oh this person's the same believes in the same god as i do uh, i guess i'll just hand over custody to my kid yeah. rather than deal with the fact that they're different like i yeah. that's so sad and terrifying to me yeah no it's fucked up and they get like they electrocute people and shit it's real and fucking they get gnarly paid to do it yeah they're like their parents yeah. pay them. what a weird job to apply for <laughs> I think you have to start your own. That's, Do you that's think the they're entrepreneurial? All, all the same, just like, oh, you know, we're doing it for the best. We're doing it for the best. We're making thousands and thousands of dollars off of torturing yeah. teenagers. Oh, uh, my God. What is your resume to get that job? Like, well, I've got a BA in zapping the queer out of a tween. Yeah, yeah, you got to bring the resume. You're like, you see this? See this straight ass beefcake over here? Yeah. I did that. All yeah. right. He was a little fancy boy. <laughs> Found this guy doing whales off a Filipino's dick in WeHo. <laughs> Two weeks of me. He's a fucking Marlboro man. All I did was make him stand with a rock over it, hold a rock over his head in the desert sun for two weeks. Now he loves Jesus. Yeah. Heat kills gay. It's like salmonella. Every time. Oh fuck! <laughs> I think it's interesting that uh, that that gay was your mom's line. Uh, yeah, and we've <laughs> we've very casually brought it up since then, but neither of us really wants to have the conversation of, hey, remember when you sent me to an exorcism? <laughs> That's the thing I've learned, like, sort of as my mom's getting sober and I've gotten older, is, like, because when you're younger and, like, you sort of have these, like, resentments towards people who fucked you over, you're like, well, I want closure and I need, like, this big grand apology for everything. You just got to be like, 
eh, is that really going to make you feel better? Or yeah. is it better to just be like, hey, you got this weird fucked up story and she's relatively not a dick now. So yeah. fair enough. Yeah. My mom uh, is a completely, she has lived with me for the last seven years. She takes mm-hmm. care of my kids when I'm on the road and stuff. And she's a completely different person. She went from uh, a crazy tweaker to born again Christian at the same time I was a born again Christian. And then when I left Christianity, her born again Christianity was just, I was like, I like, think I liked you better when you were a tweaker. <laughs> uh, and then seven years with me and she's, she's leveled out quite a bit. Okay. Uh, I love telling mom stories. Yeah. She's almost a different, that person and this person are two totally different people like they're not connected i don't think i have any resentments i think i'm more grateful for the stories and the life experience oh yeah i would just be another boring white guy if my mom wasn't a fucking nightmare like it kind of rules i feel like that about all my childhood stuff like i i can i I like figuring out where it's shitting on my life and and yeah and uh processing it and getting better and uh but i wouldn't trade it I wouldn't no. trade it. And I know people who are so much more fucked up who, uh, like my sisters, my younger sisters have such a harder time with stuff because they were raised in a better, my parents had their shit right. together by the time they had more kids. Yeah. And they, it's, I, I don't know. I like that survival shit that I learned when I was a kid. Uh, gave me a lot of life skills that work in every area. Well, it gives you like perspective too. Like I have a yep. little bit about this in my standup, but it's just the idea of like when you've seen like, that level of darkness at five like right. then it's like sort of like oh you had a bad day at work it could be a lot worse exactly. like it's it's way easier to sort of like understand what really matters and what is really fucked and what's just like normal bullshit we got to deal with and to yeah. not take anything that seriously exactly yeah so that's what's been helpful to me hmm. we doing all the time on a, yeah on a i mean we got we got a uh like a ten minute break in there, or five minute break before we oh, yeah, uh, where do we clean so we stuff a little up. Bit. I'm actually. Can I tell an, uh, a story that we could edit back into the gay conversion stuff? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, when one of the biggest things that I had a problem with when I was like, I don't know, I'll back up. So this uh, going along with this gay conversion stuff, I found out that it. At BYU, at Brigham Young University, in the 70s and 80s, they were conducting electroshock therapy on gay students. And uh, they were basically, so there's an honor code. And in the 60s, when like the hippie culture started happening in, in America, uh, that little bit of that like uh, came into Brigham Young campus. People <laughs> had long hair, like boys had long hair, and there was a there was a, like a, just an old grumpy white man slash a prophet of God who said, <laughs> "God doesn't like that haircut." <laughs> I mean, he does. He told me. <laughs> I'm just picturing this like angry Mormon looking out a window like the Grinch, yeah. seeing one dude with a hacky sack and just so it begins. <laughs> Lord of the Rings music starts playing. Not on my watch. <laughs> so they they wrote up this thing called the honor code, which exists today still at BYU. If you want to go to BYU, you have to sign the honor code, and uh, that has a lot of rules in it a lot of them are about physical appearance like the dress the kind of clothes you can wear that you have to be clean shaven boys you have to shave every single day at byu you can't have stubble uh you have to have your hair cut short 
like you can't have any extreme hairstyles. They don't want girls like shaving their heads and stuff. And you can't, oh you can't have any extreme colors. Uh, you can't have sex. That means black people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long-standing part of their yeah. honor code. It's a big. It's a big part of the. It's got its own section in the the honor code. Uh, you can't, but like you're not supposed to have premarital sex. You're not right. supposed to drink, do any drugs. We had uh, a a great basketball team while I was at uh, Brigham Young. Like we had the the best player in the nation. His name was Jimmer Fredette, and he we were going to go to the Final Four. And our second best player on the team uh, got outed for having sex with his girlfriend, <laughs> and he got kicked off of the team. Oh, and uh, be, Brigham Young and and. and to an extent, I, I like this about them, that they had a chance to totally fold and just be like, we really want the revenue that comes from a Final Four team, yeah. you know, yeah. like, and just sweep it under the rug. And they didn't. They were like, this is what our honor code says. This is what our standards and, and we're going to stick with it. So uh, good for them. I see your but, point, but like, this is the one time where I'm like, no, follow greed to progress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, there are other... There are other basketball players. There are other NCAA basketball players yeah. who had non-consensual sex <laughs> with someone that was not their girl. Like they, they raped someone together as a team, and they're all still playing. Like they're still uh, they're still competing. Like this well, guy, to be fair, like, she could have said ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> she had her chance. Terrible uh, Dairy Queen commercial. But need a break. <laughs> Cut it right in there. Oh God! He's blowing a load in a blizzard. <laughs> in the in the 70s, though, BYU became like this really like this like sort of like uh, McCarthyistic place where uh, they were really encouraging you to tattle on other people when you know that they broke the honor code. Right. And so what happened if if, if your roommate found out that you were gay or something, or they just thought you were, yeah. or someone saw your not that they had browser history or whatever in this, yeah. but basically, if you got outed, they want to go tattle on you to the honor code office. And this gets really creepy. And then they come and approach you, and they're basically like, well, here are your options. I mean, you've broken the honor code, uh, so we should expel you. We should kick you out uh, of the university. And, uh, you know, when we do that, you're going to have to go home and tell your parents and your Mormon family. Uh, and it, we're also going to send a letter to your bishop to let him know. Uh, that you are a homosexual, right? Oh my god! Uh, or you could stay here at the university, but you're gonna have to go through some therapy. We will we'll fix you, you know. And then play, you know, just like hey, we've got here's this great alternative, right? Like yeah. instead of being outed and just and going home and letting everyone know how sinful you are, we have therapy. We can help you. We can yeah, fix we you. We can electrocute yeah. you. Yeah, and, 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 and then it was elect. Yeah, they electrocuted kids. They yeah. electrocuted them. And so I'm I find this out. As a student at the university, I'm like, uh, uh, this is like the beginning of my my faith in Mormonism crumbling. Right. When you start to realize that that uh, those prophets, the seers and revelators, are just Grinch guys staring <laughs> at them. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the the God God said that families should look the way my family did in 1908. Yeah. Everybody be mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> God said it's very important that the women do all the child rearing. That's how he planned it. Yeah. That's God's whole deal. 
you know? God said, why isn't dinner ready? <laughs> God worked all fucking day. <laughs> God just wants he to come home to a pot run, some boring sex. <laughs> God's had enough of this shit. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, but the electrotherapy was a huge... Uh, brick in the wall that came out later yeah that was that was huge for me where i was like okay well clearly we don't no one's talking to god no because because they were like oh yeah this is this is the way to fix it and we absolutely know that that is not the way to yeah. fix anything i don't i don't is, what was the last thing that electricity like if you if your heart stops and you need to defibrillate <laughs> yeah. then yeah that that's that's one instance where electricity helps. Like the only way God is telling you to electrocute people is if that God is Zeus. Like yeah. that is the only. Uh, have you tried hitting him with a lightning bolt? Yeah. Okay. Uh, follow up. Have you tried hitting him with two lightning bolts? Two lightning bolts. I'm real with you. Papa Zeus got one move, but it's a good move. No one's complained. <laughs> then again, everyone in Greece was also gay as shit. <laughs> Their god was lightning, and they used it to be the gayest they could be. God damn it. Uh, Keith, thanks for being on Mormon Dude, and the Message, this man. fucking rule. Thank you so much for having me. Where uh, can uh, people find you? Uh, I'm the host of the Mean Boys Podcast. Go to meanboyspodcast.com or find it on uh, iTunes, Starburns, wherever you listen to shit. Uh, I'm on all the social medias at Keith Tells Jokes. Excellent. Thank Keith you tells so much. Jokes. Yeah, fantastic. Look him up, guys, uh, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. If you put a woman and a man head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron, Woodall, and just a read our fence. Listen to them talk.